0: Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this In the Doghouse Friday. And here's why. Yeah, folks, I'm in the doghouse again. I'm always in the doghouse. Why can't I help myself, D? Huh? My own worst enemy. I'm in the doghouse. But before I tell you why I'm in the doghouse, I just have to share this uh thought with you. All right? What? The bears suck. <laughs> all right? Yesterday I was like all on the bear bandwagon. Did you just play Mueller? That's correct. <laughs> Even Mueller agrees with me. All right, now look, yesterday I was like feeling that bear thing. What did I say, D? I predicted they were going to win. I love bears. I love bear down, Chicago bears. And I showed my Chicago Sun-Times bear pamphlet that came in. the home delivery with the paper. Home delivery every day, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, I was all feeling. And I, the, the, I was just feeling that bear pride. And I rush home and I turn on the Boop tube and I'm sitting back watching the bear. One two three punt. One two three punt. One two three. Punt. I go. This is the worst offense I've ever seen. Right now, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be. It's a political talk show. I'm going to make a pol- political statement. Colin Kaepernick should be the starting quarterback to the Chicago Bears. There, I said it. D. Colin. Ka- In fact, bring Jim McMahon back. Okay. Oh yeah, the bring punk that old QB guy back. is better than this guy. Good God, that was wretched. Finally, D. I couldn't take it. I could not take it. I turned off the Bears game, put on Mindhunter. Yeah, I'd rather watch Psychos and uh, Mass Murderers. By the way, Netflix show, folks, it really takes the deep dive in some of the eerie, weird stuff. Anyway, I'd rather do that. Meanwhile, texts coming in from all my, all my little Packer friends, including a certain son-in-law in the state of California. I won't name his name, except that it rhymes with Ryan and begins with a B. Certain son. Whoa, go Packer. Go green and gold. <laughs> oh, God. Dang, I love the guy to death, but he's a cheesehead and he loves the Packers. Then a certain so-and-so from the northwest side of Chicago named Kevin, but I never say his last name uh, other than tell you it rhymes with bam, and begins with an L. For some reason, the guy lives in Chicago, but he still loves the Packers. I love the Packers. Anyway, folks, it's really rough being a Bear fan these days. (laughs) That was terrible. Absolutely terrible. But that's not what I really want to talk about today. Thank
1: God. This is a political show.
0: (laughs) Uh, Although I probably will be talking some football. Romana's all fired up, okay? (laughs) She she went to the Bears party that the Sun Times had the other day. ate three hamburgers. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: Chicago Bears. uh, Sun Times sponsored the Chicago Bears, so watch it. Oh, yeah, you're right. I love the Bears. Okay, there we go. (laughs)
0: God, the bears suck. Anyway, uh, what I really want to talk about is the other trash-talking text I've been getting from Lori Lightfoot fans uh, related to the last column I wrote in the Chicago Reader. We posted it on the uh, Facebook page. I know I posted it on my personal Facebook page. i will post it now. Anyway, I uh, I had a little issue uh, with Lori Lightfoot. and You know, if you listen to the show, I'm not really completely happy where Lori's going these days on budget matters, particularly the city's uh, TIFF program. And I wasn't a huge fan of the speech that she gave last week. I've said it here on the show, and I uh, put that in print. Maybe I was a little snarky. Maybe I was a little wise guy, D. Anyway, you you judge for yourself. But immediately, I started getting uh, resp- uh, feedback from Lori lovers telling me, "Are you ready for this, D?" that there's something wrong with me, that I have a psychological imbalance, and I have a psychological need to attack whoever the mayor is. Wow, those were <laughs> quotes? Well, no, more or less what they were saying. Ben, can't you just like a mayor for once in your life? And it's true. I uh, was a little hard on Rahm Emanuel. I don't think calling them Lori Lightfoot lovers is really, uh, you
1: know, helping your color.
0: Uh well, Lori fans, Lori supporters. Uh, and I was a little hard on Rahm, okay? I admit that, you admit that. Uh, it's really hard not to admit that, since there's a record of uh, all the columns I wrote over the years about blasting Rom. And I was a little hard on Daily. Okay, I admit that, D. I admit that. Uh, so it's true. But uh, I don't think I'm as hard on Lori as I am on Rom as I was on Rom and Daily. I don't think Lori's as bad uh, as uh, Ram and Daily. And maybe it's true I have some issues with authority. You think that is? I have a psychological disposition to be like challenge authority. Is is that my problem, D? I have many problems, but is that my problem? One of them. Yeah, one of, or maybe it's this uh, this this nose operation I have whoosh, 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 That's like really messed up my, my. Although that column was written before the surgery, so I can't blame the surgery. on Oh, that.
1: let's do an update here. Hold on, everybody. Let's get a look here. You're <laughs> doing better, Ben. Yesterday you looked like. Uh, well, I think Dar said it best. Uh, you looked like the mummy. <laughs> Dar, There's God the update Dar, now. I doing better.
0: Dar. Looking good, Penny. Uh, yeah. Well, my uh, my wife. God bless her. I mean uh she is a great person she got up early this morning before she went to work and took the big cluster of bandages off and put on a s- smaller bit so it looks a little better but people still look at me like, good god what happened to you man anyway i cannot uh, um i cannot blame the surgery because the column is written before the surgery but here's look folks I don't think I have a psychological uh, need to trash a mayor just by virtue of the fact that he or she is the mayor, okay? I'm just going to defend myself from that point of view. I have a psychological need to speak my mind, and if I disagree with the mayor, I'm going to disagree with the mayor, okay? I don't hold back, right? And in this particular case, my basic point with Lori Lightfoot is that, one, you cannot have an honest discussion about the budget as she says she wants to do, without mentioning the TIF program. Last year, the TIFs, or this year, the TIFs brought in $841 million in property taxes, folks, which is little more than the budget deficit. So if you wanted to, you could just use the TIFs to really cut into that budget deficit. But she didn't even mention TIFs in her speech. And uh, so, you know, I just find it little difficult to say we're having an honest discussion about the budget if you don't mention this huge chunk of cash that property taxpayers are sending to the coffers. Now, is that weird of me, D? Does that show a psychological imbalance? Am I a nutcase? You know, wrap me up and lock me away? I don't think so. I don't know. (laughs) Thank you, D, for saying that. I really appreciate that. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) All right. And then what's the other thing? Here's the other thing. Number, number two. <laughs> I, I forgot I was listing, and uh, we should—we didn't do number one. Number one, Tiff's Number two, the other thing. Look, in her speech, Lori laid out All the different options facing the citizens of Chicago. And she said that the time has come for the people of the city of Chicago to get real. All right? We're going to get real about our problems and we're going to dress them head on. And we're going to have all, we're going to be grown ups about this, D, and we're going to put all the options on the table. All right? Big boy pants. Big boy pants, as our good friend Terry would say. Uh, One of the options on the table, of course, uh, the aforementioned TIF program was not an option on the table. And that budget speed, I already dealt with that. But the other options were. the options from our left of center progressive friends—they come on the show all the time—and like Carlos Ramirez Rosa, for instance, he talks about this. Right, D. Uh, Brendan Johnson—he comes on the show. He talks about this. Uh, the left of center crowd says that we should have more taxes, more progressive taxes on wealthier people. That's what they advocate. So, for instance, what was uh, Carlos talking about? A uh, a lease tax on uh, upper, you know, like uh, wealthy corporations or wealthy law firms. That was his idea. So none of these progressive tax a LaSalle Street tax. I'm thinking I'm they're rolling off my head. A head tax on the big corporations. None of these left of center ideas are on the table. So, I find it a little hard to say where well, we're considering all the alternatives in the universe. Uh, if you don't consider the left. Of center alternatives because maybe the people of the city of Chicago will say we like those left of center uh, uh, ideas, but if they're not on the table, you can't really like them or dislike them, they're just like they don't exist. So th- feel compelled to point that out that we're when you're giving us the choices that we face that generally the choices are one a property tax hike which everybody's against the property tax is so regressive it's forcing people out of their homes i think everybody agrees the property tax is just too much and we shouldn't be as heavily dependent on it and there's a, a need for a larger revolution on that front we talked about that yesterday late with andrea raila uh and the other alternative is like A suggestion of perhaps uh, cutting benefits uh, and pension benefits what does she talk about Uh, uh, rethinking our pension program you know Uh, uh, there's a talk about uh, budget cuts that would affect us all and throughout the city we have to be real she said so i'm just saying that when we're considering the whole universe of options that we have available should we not at very least consider like the lefty stuff you know that the progressives are opining Chicago is still pretty much a liberal city okay I know there's conservative bash pockets and some of those conservative pockets on at least on fiscal issues were very supportive of uh, Lori Lightfoot in this last election I understand that but don't you think we should at least consider them hear the pros and cons as part of the overall discussion I don't know so those are my two criticisms about uh, Lori Lightfoot's budget. I'm putting it out there. And uh, oh, hold on, D. Uh,
1: another text coming in. Oh, you got a text, yeah, huh? Text okay. Uh,
0: Beep. F you, Ben. All right. Uh, sorry,
1: it's a rough day. Put for that me. on vibrate. Why is it going off like that? <laughs> uh, Beep. Sorry, anyway. First up, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. And for the record, I love puppies. <laughs> <laughs> What's on J.B. Pritzker's calendar today? nothing oh. no public events scheduled ben it's a crisp thursday afternoon in the city of chicago mm-hmm. and if any of you have listened at all this week you already know the pritzkinator he's on crutches all yes right? he is Broke his femur. Ben, uh-huh. what do you think the governor is doing right now?
0: Right now? At this now? very minute. Right now, he's sitting back, legs up, resting that femur. Okay. All right? Listen to the Steve Miller Band, because okay. he loves Steve Miller Band. Not our show, just um, the Steve Miller Band. A, t- a token. Um token. No, he likes to listen to us on the... Dow- he oh, likes he's to a listen. downloader. Yeah, Mike, okay. come on. He puts those headphones on. He goes for a power walk. Well, he can't do the power walk now, because his femur hurts. But then he listens. He loves. He loves you when you do your imitation of Trump. Oh, yeah? Okay? And yeah. he loves your imitation. Why well, about your imitation of Trump? jb loves that too Oh, i'm sure he does love that huh power walk <laughs> and and your imitation around oh, okay put a quarter in the jukebox pal <laughs> and he loves 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 your imitation of lisa simpson i don't i,
1: I never did lisa simpson <laughs> all right homer Yay for our teachers yay for our teachers anyway, did you say bruce Rounder?
0: uh yeah he does he loves Could you just do one more Rounder, please oh yeah, there you there go, go. <laughs>
1: That's what he's doing is waiting for your honor invitation. All right. J.B. Pritzker broke his fist. So uh, he's kicking back and uh, just... He's uh, chilling, getting ready for the Bears game tonight. I bet okay. he's a big Bears fan. Big right? ba-
0: oh, he's, yeah, he's bearing. Yeah, he's, come on. He's, he may even be at the Bears game, you know. All the big shots get to go to opening night, and they're playing the Packers. So, yeah, he may even be at the Bears game.
1: All right, so that's it, really, on our J.B. Pritzker news. Moving on, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Today, Lightfoot visited Phoenix Military Academy to announce record-high scholarship opportunities Offers and earned college credentials at Chicago Public Schools. Last night, yes, the mayor took stage at a Wednesday night budget public town hall meeting in Jefferson Park. Shout out to the Illinois Political Bulldogs at Illinois Politico and one, Shia Kapos. They covered the event. It was at the Copernicus Center. Ben, what are your thoughts on the Copernicus Center? Uh, I man? told
0: you yesterday, Copernicus, Copernicus Center at uh, on Lawrence Avenue, just east of Milwaukee. Great place, great facility. I actually hosted, I don't know if I know, ever told you this, uh, there was a, I was the moderator, I should say, not the host, of an Aldermanic debate. John Arena uh, and uh, about seven other candidates uh, were on stage. I did it twice, as a matter of fact. Uh, so, yeah, fond memories of the Copernicus Center on the northwest side of Chicago in the 45th ward.
1: Was that before or after you got fucked? <laughs> From that radio job. Uh, that was before I got fired oh, from the radio okay. job. Okay. Yeah. Just, you know, uh, gives yeah. me a good context. Yeah, you
0: know. that's just, you know, it's a divide my life before and after. <laughs> I just want to tell you something, young man. There was a lot of before <laughs> I got that job, all right? I was relatively uh, l- late in my life when I got that job, but it was definitely before that.
1: It was at the Copernicus Center, and this is the first of four town hall events planned around the city this month. The mayor and her finance team are hoping to tap into public sentiment as they prepare the 2020 budget due next month. Remember, everyone, we're currently staring at an $838 million budget deficit. We have the details of the event. But Ben, before we get into that, a public town hall to hear what the people of Chicago have to say. This is a good idea, is it not? Absolutely. I love mayoral
0: town hall budget debates in the tribunal today the Ch- Chicago Tribune uh got to give them a little credit uh they they did a brief history in their account of it. two youngsters writing for it so they, I don't know if they were around for mo- uh, many of these debates but they do a little history and they had this line they said the public town halls follow in the footsteps of similar neighborhood budget sessions by uh Lori Lightfoot's predecessors Richard M. Daly and Rahm Emanuel that critics derided as shams used this to cover for spending pans that are spending plans that they already had concocted critics deride it i love it when journalists writes critics instead of saying who the critic is i was one critic uh that said even though i made fun of the the town hall uh hearings that daily and mom had i love them they were a blast to go to for me because i'm a let's face it the i i like watching uh, president
1: n- say it now n- <laughs> nerd nerd there we go you know, there yeah, we i yeah i have i admit it so
0: <laughs> I love I really love them more on their daily than Rom. Rom was a joke. His his town hall meetings are just an absolute farce. But daily, man, daily would have, like, he would have all, he would sit at the center of a table. I said it was like the Last Supper. And all around him were all his um, his department chiefs. And they had to go. It was mandatory. They had to sit there. You could tell. A lot of those department chiefs were big shots from other areas of uh, the world. But they, they went to the city like they were maybe a corporate lawyer, and they went to the city. And they, they just, like, had a disdain for the little people. And to have to be there and confront the little people of Chicago, the peasants of Chicago, the taxpayers of Chicago, you could see it really irritated. But Daly got off on it, man. Richie Daly loved this stuff. And so everybody, the town, uh, people would parade to um, the microphone that was at the center of, of the hall. And they have like two minutes to speak. And they go, you know, it was it, w- it really was like out of the Godfather in some case. You ever see the Godfather day when the when the people would come to Marlon Brando? uh yes, Godfather. Uh, Da, da 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 I need blah blah blah. So they come before Daley. Oh, Mayor Daley, you are wonderful. Your father is wonderful. Your whole family is wonderful. I have a pothole on my street, and Daly would go, "That's ridiculous." And he would order some uh, flunky from streets and sanitation department to run over to that person, take their name and number. And the next day, the, the crew would come out and fill the pothole. Only one time they filled a pothole so big that instead of a pothole problem, they had this big like mound of concrete in the middle of the street. Us, so we overdid it. Uh, in that case, remember. That I actually wrote a story about that. So, those old days where Mayor Day was Mayor Daley's way of showing that he cared about the people of the city of Chicago and that he was listening to the people of the city of Chicago. When they got that instant response, uh, folks felt that their mayor was in tune with them. That was the key, in my humble opinion, to Mayor Daly's success, uh, despite all the horrendous, horrific budget deals he cooked up, like the parking meter deal. Uh, Mayor Rahm could not, it was so arrogant, he couldn't even pretend that he cared about the little people of the city of Chicago. And at his first budget hearing, which was set up like an Oprah show, he was at the center of a room and someone was interviewing him. Uh, so he didn't share the stage with anybody. Uh, he got some tough questions and he said, that's it. I'm not doing this again. Uh, and so he went to a different format, invitation only. How, what kind of town hall meeting is that? Invitation only, where you fill the room with people who will just <laughs> tell you how wonderful you are. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then he just stopped doing those at all. I think he was, uh, he just to say, yeah, I don't even have to listen to the little people. They're so dumb, they're going to vote for me anyway. Uh, until 2015, D when uh he was in trouble because of laquan uh mcdonald uh video and uh he had a town hall meeting uh and uh, it was at south shore and i was there that day and uh protesters ran him off the stage so so ended ram in his uh town hall meetings it's good to see that Lori lightfoot's brought it back
1: oh, ram Emanuel would like to weigh in take a chill pill man <laughs> hey what happened to your face <laughs> I just realized that. What's going on? Uh, I had a 10-round fight Whoa. with Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. You should cow. see it, Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Alright, now let's hear what the people had to say at this town hall event. Yes, sir. Apparently it was a light crowd, but Ben, I have a feeling that these things are going to catch on. There wasn't too much advertising really for uh, this town hall. Plus, I couldn't go because of this thing. Uh, I was yeah. at home watching Mindhunter. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dork, everybody. Oh, by
0: the way, also watch. We'll talk about this later because there is some relevance to uh, the world of Chicago. Dave Chappelle finally got around to seeing Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special. Everybody's
1: talking about Uh, his
0: Jussie Smollett thing is hilarious. We'll get into that a little later.
1: All right. Residents took turns at the mic, offering ideas big and small. They suggested increasing affordable housing and mental health services, hiking taxes on big corporations, and cutting subsidies for developers. There were calls for teachers to pay more into their pensions, police to buy their own insurance, and rideshare companies to be taxed more.
0: Yes. All there, as you can tell, when you go to a town hall meeting, uh, they're, they're kind of all over the map because everybody gets to talk. and uh, So so it's sort of like uh, hosting a radio call-in talk show. Do you remember those days? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get all kinds of suggestions from all kinds of different people, uh, and but there's some consistent themes that have emerged from uh, those speakers. And the, the one of the, I, if I could boil it down to one, it's that Chicago. We'll get into this. This is sort of a theme for our day. Uh, is that Chicago is becoming uh, unaffordable to middle-class people, working-class people, and poor people. This has been on my mind for a long time. And that is a theme that uh, Lori Lightfoot's going to hear a lot of. uh, She's got three more, I think, three more uh, community forums, including one in the 10th Ward, D. The tenth ward, yeah, Ish. Our good friend Ish, uh, who is chief of staff to uh, our good friend Alderwoman Sue Garza. So that she's going to have a she's going to go all the way down to the tenth ward, far southeast side. So that'll be a common refrain in all these uh, budget hearings or town hall meetings.
1: No more property tax items. We're going to be keeping an eye on you too in the tenth ward, Lightfoot. You better not go get gas in Indiana <laughs> <laughs> or cigarettes. Yeah. By the well, way. Well.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't think Lori Lightfoot smokes cigarettes, but I got to say this about Lori Lightfoot. Huge bear fan, a legitimate bear fan. I got my issues with a lot of our previous mayors. They pretended they were sports fans and they re- weren't really sports fans. I don't know why they went through the pretense of it. You know, Ron was really that way. Uh, and, you know, Daley didn't really care about sports. Kind of like the White Sox a little bit. But uh, Lori Lightfoot, legitimate bears fan she has season tickets she will definitely be at that game tonight. you notice they didn't t- schedule a town hall budget hearing for tonight did you oh hell no they didn't you know why ready set 2020 ready set 2020 blue dog that's a that's the audible blue dog
1: okay anyway Boy, yeah hang tight uh non-sports fan <laughs> i tell you who uh may be a bears fan as well rick heidner he owns the oh, Gold, he, he owns yeah, the he Gold Rush Gaming. He yes. owns Gold Rush Gaming, and he suggested at this town hall meeting uh-huh. to Lori Lightfoot that video gaming in empty storefronts could reinvigorate neighborhoods as well as city coffers. Lightfoot, who took notes throughout the town hall, responded, quote, you're not the first to suggest this. And asked him to leave his contact information. Yes. All right. Now, uh, I'm going to,
0: that's something about Lori Lightfoot. I'm going to just shout out. M- many of my Lori Lightfoot friends are saying I'm too hard on Lori. All right. Too hard on Lori. How about that, D? It's only three. The honeymoon, their honeymoon with me is over. Everybody always goes, there's got to be a honeymoon with a mayor. How about their honeymoon with me? The Lori Lightfoot friends are here. Too hard on Lori. So I'm going to give Lori a shout out right here. She actually does listen to people as opposed to the previous mayor whose name I can't remember. What was his name, D? Roman right. man. Oh yeah, I forgot his name. Uh, and uh, <laughs> she actually listens to people. Now she may not agree with them, and she may want she may uh, have that impulse uh, to tell them, call them clowns, as she uh, made a reference to the, the the member of the fraternal order of police or the leader of the fraternal order of police. But she does listen to people. She does take notes, and uh, so I got to give her credit for that. But that what what was he want? He wants to put video game rooms in all empty storefronts. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a you know hey.
1: Put him to use somehow, huh? And he's not the first to suggest it. No, he was not. Now comes the property tax portion of the town hall. Responding to comments on property tax hikes, Lightfoot said, quite a few times, in fact, during this town hall. It's our phrase of the day. I hear you loud and clear. That's what she said to the... Gentlemen, there she also said about raising property taxes quote i think the answer is no and quote the middle class in chicago has been absolutely decimated
0: yeah i've been talking about this all day uh and will be coming in at two we're going to talk more about this our property tax system does uh, put no, too much of a burden on middle class people working class people in the city of chicago and uh it does not when i call it regressive what i mean is <clears throat> as properties rise in value they don't always re uh they don't uh, they're not a good uh, assessment of a person's ability to pay it it's not a good indication of a person's ability to pay it So the if your pro- if your property's worth let's say a million dollars but you paid a hundred thousand dollars for it 20 years ago uh, the property tax guy thinks that you're a millionaire who can afford a million dollar home and that may not be the case and so it's out of balance it's out of whack and again, We our schools depend on the property tax uh, for their funding. So this is we're dependent on a regressive tax to fund our schools. We say funding our schools is critical. If it's so critical, we wouldn't depend on a tax that people can't afford to pay to fund it. So we have to start looking in a new direction with this.
1: The mayor has said a property tax increase is the last resort and is looking at getting legislative approval for a graduated real estate transfer tax, a sales tax on services, congestion pricing, and changing the tax structure on a Chicago casino. On this next update, it's just kind of adorable. One woman suggested that residents donate spare pennies toward the budget. (laughs) After all, she said... The city is worth every penny. I like that. Yeah. Then came your favorite topic, Ben. <laughs> no, i no, I'm not talking about pennies. No, someone in the crowd reads Ben Jarofsky articles because tax increment financing came up, a.k.a. TIFs. Lightfoot responded by saying the city would be, quote, rolling out an announcement in a few weeks.
0: Ooh, Lori Lightfoot must be reading Ben Jarofsky's column, too. I don't know what announcement she's rolling out. Um, everybody knows, if you listen to my show or read my columns, uh, that the TIF is... Excuse me, a property tax scam in which they add uh, add a surcharge to the amounts that you pay in taxes, the amounts that they tell you you're paying in taxes, and uh, that surcharge effectively goes into slush funds controlled largely controlled by the mayor. This is a a program that Lori Lightfoot inherited. She did not create the TIF program in the city of Chicago. It was largely created by Mayor Richard M. Daley and then continued and expanded by Mayor Rahm Emanuel. When Mayor Rahm Emanuel left in his last meeting, one final Middle finger to the city of Chicago. He got the city council to approve two mega TIF deals in gentrifying neighborhoods, Lincoln Yards and seventy uh, the seventy eight. Uh, the city of Chicago, in my humble opinion, cannot afford these TIF deals because every time you create a TIF district, uh, particularly in a gentrifying area, you're taking property off the tax rolls so it can't be taxed and that means that everybody else who's still whose property is fully taxed has to pay more to compensate for the property they're not taxing in the tiff it's complicated i understand it so folks all you need to know is this when they create a TIF district they raise your taxes. How much? I don't know. Why don't I know? Because the city has never been honest or transparent about this program. The city is very reluctant to even admit that a TIF district raises your taxes. It was It's an issue that's never discussed, almost never discussed at a public hearing that the city uh, holds to t- discuss a TIF district. What they'll do is say, TIFs do not directly raise your property taxes. And that's the end of the subject. And then they'll talk about things like the height of the building that Will be subsidized by the TIF district, or what kind of businesses will be uh, in the, the the project that's um, uh, being financed by the TIF subsidy, or how much traffic congestion will be uh, caused by the, the development. But they don't talk about the impact on the property tax. So here we are. Lori Lightfoot is saying that she wants to be transparent, she wants to be upfront, she wants to be absolutely honest and straightforward with the citizens of the city of Chicago about property tax. Taxes. Then you have to. You have to tell people how much the tiffs are costing them. Extra money. What is that surcharge that they're paying in property taxes? And how much money do we have in the TIF slush funds that are not obligated to any programs? So that you can use that money for other things like schools or maybe property tax relief or pensions. You have to be clear and honest. You can't say you're going to run a transparent, honest. Uh, open government if this huge program, and it's over $800 million a year, folks, almost as much as, uh, well, it's actually more, the TIFF take this year was more than the uh, budget deficit. So if you're going to be open and honest about our city finances, you have to talk about TIFs. So I look forward to whatever announcement she has coming up in a couple of weeks, Steve.
1: So basically, when it comes to Lori's plan on TIFs? Come October, I'll address those challenges further in my budget speech. Come October. Come October. Come October. According to Politico, each suggestion at this town hall seemed to be taken to heart by the mayor, and the crowd listened intently, sometimes cheering, or even politely booing. Now, I wasn't there, so I'm not sure how you can politely boo. <laughs> boo, please. Uh, Excuse me, boo. Uh, we, we May, may I, I boo you? If the Bears fall behind the Packers tonight, you'll hear a lot of polite booing <laughs> from the Bears fans. And only one comment really agitated the group. It was a woman who went to the mic and said, smoking marijuana... Will quote, burn your brain out. Is that my grandma who said that? She always told me that when I was a kid. Uh, did she really? Oh, yeah. Well, not burn your brain out, but something along those lines. She said, smoking marijuana will burn your brain out. Numerous attendees cried out, and I'm sh- maybe politely, your time is up. <laughs> Uh, come on, man. Just I, uh, I like to let everybody gets a
0: chance to talk. So the lady thinks that marijuana is harmful to your health. All right. You know, uh, but the reality is marijuana will be legal. Windy. I know you're counting down the days.
1: Wait, hold on. Uh, wait, let me carry the one. January 1st. January 1st. I cannot the, wait. The doctor uh, will be first in uh, line. Uh, I want my weed. It's uh, going to be it. I'm just going to. I don't know if I should be talking about this, but I'm just gonna buy it from my. Guy. I keep yeah, buying it, yeah, it yeah. from you know. That
0: will be illegal. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> it will be uh, but I, I like the gummy bear edibles, please. Uh, I want to wait in a big long line <laughs> for this this time around, as opposed to having somebody deliver it to my
0: house. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's still those folks out there who are, uh, you know. Uh, concentrating on uh, the, the detrimental side effects of marijuana too much waking and baking cannot be possibly good for your health let's see what miles Conflossen has to say about this when he comes into the studio oh, D.
1: i just got an email from the sun times dennis we want you to take a drug test. <laughs> a, oh
0: jesus by the way it's funny you should say that i remember uh, back in the day i can't remember when it was because i'm old uh, it was either the late 80s or early 90s a, a dear friend of mine got a job at the Tribune. i will not uh mention his name because i i don't think the Tribune wants another they have dear friends of mine working there but uh they made him take a drug test uh that's it, like why this is this is how preposterous it, it was the 80s it was, i was like this is how preposterous this country was in the 80s with this drug war and the tribe the tribune was part of the the anti just say no culture was requiring journalists to take a drug test d okay i can understand a pilot let's say having to take a drug test yeah okay because you know i'm not sure i want my pilot high all right or an alcohol test or i don't want my pilot drunk okay but a journalist what what do you care if the journalist (laughs) is smoking a joint it may give him better better insight you know i mean i and and then he was told by the boss, don't worry about it. We don't pay attention to it. So just follow the logic on this one, D. They're making him take the drug test just because they wanted to say, we make our employees take a drug test. Uh, like, we're part of that whole Reagan, just say no, war on drugs attitude, which was so destructive to our country, part of the utter hypocrisy of our country. And then they were saying, don't worry, we're not going to pay attention to it anyway because we know it's bogus. Come on, Tribune. You're better than that. I, nah, Get with it, come Trib. on! But I, I bet they've stopped doing that. That was in the '80s. I said so. Yeah. Oh. Give Give them a benefit of the doubt, right? D
1: whole other time, whole other a whole the other generation
0: right? in the 80s man Uh-oh. i'll tell you
1: one thing about the reader what never gave us drug tests oh, i can tell i've read your
0: articles my <laughs> god in fact they would give it the only drug tests they would give us are tests that were uh intended to see how much we knew about drugs so ben <laughs> uh what's a popular word for marijuana a reefer b doobie c uh, all of the above that's the kind of drug test we got at the reader <laughs>
1: So that's really it from Wednesday's town hall meeting. We had our vegetables. Now let's have some fun because people are weighing in on the YouTube live stream chat and they want some predictions for tonight's bears game. Ooh. All right. Hey, the listeners want it. We'll give it to them. But first uh, we have a comment from Jay or Jay Marie. Hope you don't mind me saying that. Uh, she says, Ben, you're fair to Lightfoot. She's not above criticism. Her supporters need to wake up.
0: God bless you. Thank you for saying that. they have all on the phone on me all day. Who, who, what was the, the, Jay Marie. Jay Marie. You should have heard of, man, you're too hard on Lori, blah, blah, blah. So I'm bringing, by the way, I'm bringing some Lori people on. They're going to come on and uh, they're going to sing her praises. And uh, yeah, listen, I what were my grades to Lori D? I, uh, uh, I gave her. An A for not
1: being Rahm Emanuel.
0: Yeah. Which, and uh, a D I gave her an A for not being wrong, but by that I meant uh, she's not arrogant and smug, and she listens to people, and it's a breath of fresh air, and I appreciate that. I gave her an A for uh, socking it to Ed Burke, all right? That's very important symbolic move that she made. And I gave her D on TIFFs. I thought I was easy on her in the TIFF thing because of the Lincoln Yard stuff. But, you know, I'm still waiting to hear that big rollout. I didn't know about that rollout. I learned that from you today, D. There's going to be a rollout. Oh, about, yeah. You know, she's going to have a big announcement on Tiff, So that grade could go up if I like what I hear. Rahm Emanuel, you want
1: to weigh in again? Take a chill pill, man.
0: (laughs) Rahm yeah. You think Rahm will be at the Bears game tonight? Oh, I I don't know. And if it's, uh, here you go, if they they show his face on the big
1: jumbotron. Yeah, you got that right. So he probably won't be at the game. Yeah, no. All right. So let's go to the YouTube live stream chat here. It's a oh, Mishy based God. We haven't seen you in a while. Mishy based God. How's it going? He says, give Ben a pass for the day. Let's get some bears talk. <laughs> and then Daniel says, yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing a prediction for tonight's game. Uh, Steven weighed in. He said, my prediction, the bears will play a football game against the Packers. You heard it here first. Whoa, I like that. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. It's very John Madden-esque, yeah. uh, just stating things that are so obvious. All right, Ben. Let's get a prediction for tonight's game. A real one, too. Not like Bears 100, Packers 0. Oh, that was going to be my prediction. Yeah, come
0: on. All right, so, folks, let me just say this about that. I love the Bears. I'm a longtime Bear fan. And, uh, I... Cheesehead fans, I hate to say this to you. I cannot stand the Green Bay Packers. Oh, God. And my son-in-law is a Green Bay Packer fan. That really pains me. Uh, But my my daughter is remaining strong, okay? Bear fan. Well... She's not a Packer fan, so having said that as a preamble, I have the inner bear paranoia that something will go wrong. It's called paranoia. Paranoia. Thank you. That it'll always go wrong when the Bears play the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Like just remember last year's opening game. You remember that? Fo- let's not even mention that game. Bears were up big time at half and they lost. I'm going to put that to the side, folks. Yes, I'm going to make a prediction. My beloved Chicago Bears, 24, the dreaded cheeseheads from Green Bay, 17.
1: All right. 24. The 17.
0: And you know what you're going to hear a lot of tonight? What's that? Red 20
1: 2020. Oh, <laughs> I'll just hear it from afar out of my window. Oh, yeah, it is. I'll football be watching season.
0: the game, and my wife has said she's going to make me linguini with white clam sauce because oh, she feels so goodness. sorry for me for my nose. Oh,
1: thing. keep that nose thing on. You're going to get dinner forever. All right. So, everybody, there you go. Ben's prediction Bears 24, Packers 17. What say you, Ben Jarofsky Show listeners? We're letting loose. We're talking sports today. How about yeah, that, man, huh? Whoa. By the way, Okay. My beloved
0: bright one, Chicago Sun-Times. We had Chris Fusco here on, uh, what was it, last Saturday? Or he, the show was aired Saturday. Chris Fusco, the editor of the Chicago Sun-Times, he was talking about the, giving his, sort of his state of the Sun-Times address, talking about uh, Lori Leifert, et cetera, et cetera. It's a fun interview. I urge everyone to check it out. But not now, of course. But anyway, I was I was giving the Tribunal a compliment. I said, you know, they've been, I really appreciate uh, the Tribune's top 100 bears. Uh, they've been doing this. They went from, uh, in, in, uh, ascending order they started with the 100th and they made her all the way to number one uh, and he goes you just wait and uh, we got something so yet today uh, the bright one included this uh, insert it's really colored insert like a, a magazine insert about the Chicago Bears 100 years anniversary and I was what there was a party going on at the bright one yesterday yeah. and, and they were celebrating this uh, the 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 publication of this pamphlet and they were having a party but guys were cheering and stuff this is
1: going on oh that's when I found out sometimes does not drug test my goodness they were partying <laughs> (laughs) So hard.
0: (laughs) Whoa, guys! Uh, And uh, so they came up with their uh, 100 top bears of all time. And let me just say this, folks: I'm just going to put this out there. Do it. If you don't put Walter Payton number one on any list of great bears. You don't know football. You don't know the Bears. So I'll, I'll say this about the Bright One of the Tribune. At least they see eye to eye. They got sweetness, number one. The greatest, in my humble opinion, football player of all time. The greatest Bear of all time. Whenever I ride down Wells Street, I see Walter Payton High School and I raise my hand up in the air because number 34, I love the man when he was playing for the Bears and so I'm glad to see that the Sun-Times and the Tribune, they may not see eye to eye on pensions. They may not see eye to eye on Trump. They may not see eye to eye On Gary Johnson. Tribune loves Gary Johnson. That's correct. But at least they see eye to eye on Walter Payton. All right.
1: Hey, now that we're talking football, you mind if I get on a little St. Louis Rams kick, huh? No, nobody wants to. Kurt Warner? (laughs) Yeah. 1990s. Greatest show on turf? Marshall Falk? What? Nobody cares about that. This
0: is Chicago, young man.
1: So there you are. Some local news there. Uh, coming up a little later on, we're going to be talking Ricketts Gate. Mm. So make sure you stay tuned. Oh, I'm for all that. fired up. Andrew um. Rail and
0: I already talked rick I got to give the Tribune a shout out. They had it on the front page, Ricketts Gate. We're going to be talking about that.
1: Well, before that Tribune shout out, it's almost football season, like we've been talking about here, which means that the best sports reporters at the Chicago Sun Times want to offer you, yes, you are listeners, an exclusive deal on unlimited digital access to all the stories you love. Do not miss a game this season. Get all the big plays, scores, and stories from the Chicago Sun-Times. For a limited time only, you, yes you, can lock in our lowest rate yet, only $29.99 for a full year of all the news and sports you need to know. Stay up to date on breaking stories, get the deep dives and investigations from Sun-Times reporters, and go deep inside City Hall with best-in-class political reporting. And, of course, cheer for the big games with the best sports team in the city. Ben a set, 2020. All right, $29.99 <laughs> for a full year of unlimited access. You really can't do better than that. Take advantage of this exclusive deal now at suntimes.com forward slash. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture.